A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello, listeners. Welcome back. And here we are again on this World Game Changes podcast episode. Today, I'm joined by a lady from the UK, somebody you might say is brave, is bold, is brilliant. And that, uh, as the conversation unfolds, listeners will give us a big clue in terms of Jeanette Linfoot. Jeanette, a very warm welcome to you. Oh, thank you, Paul. It's wonderful to be here. So brave, bold, brilliant. For the benefit of our listeners, with that rather cryptic intro I did there, tell us about brave, bold, uh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. First deliberate thing of the day, listeners. <laughs> well, essentially, brave, bold, brilliant is the title for my podcast, and um, it's all about how I firmly believe everyone has uh, massive potential within within themselves. And but in order to really fulfill our dreams, it's by being brave and pushing ourselves out uh, by being bold and really making an impact and being brilliant is when everything just comes together and you're absolutely on fire. So the podcast, I uh, interview really interesting people, yourself being uh, included in that group, Paul, in terms of how they've reached the top of their game and unlock that potential in them. So that's the podcast. And um, yeah, some really cool guests on there from multi-millionaire corporate CEOs right the way through to solopreneurs starting their business from their dining room tables and everything in between. Mm. I'll dig in a bit more on that, um, if we may, Jeanette, as the conversation, as the dance unfolds. But, uh, you know, when we start something, there's always, as Simon Sinek says, a big why. Why did you start? Why did you start the podcast in general, Jeanette? And more specifically, I'm I'm tongue-tied today. I don't know what's happening today. But anyway, um, more specifically, even specifically, specifically, with that that particular title? Well, you know, these things often sort of evolve, don't they, over time, Mm. Paul? I spent 25 years in the corporate world running very large travel businesses uh, for the likes of, you know, Tui, Thompson, First Choice, etc. And about three years ago, I came out of the corporate world uh, and I now have an entrepreneurial set of businesses. But I've always been fascinated by this interplay between corporate world, big business and entrepreneurial world. And not that one is better or worse than the other, but you know, I think the uh, combination is where the magic happens. But also within that, you know, I'm fascinated by how some people are able to absolutely fulfill their dreams, but for other people, there can be a real blocker. So the motivation for me starting the podcast was really to help people with some inspiration um, so that they could listen to people that have had different types of experience um, and have bounced back from difficult scenarios, grabbed opportunities. So the reason for doing the podcast was really to give back, Paul, and to provide that inspiration at a time when I feel people need it the most. Um, And of course, I have a benefit because I get to speak to really interesting people through the process. So it's been fabulous. Mm. 
definitely, definitely. Is there any particular guests that stick out? I mean, you don't necessarily have to name them, Jeanette, but is, is there certain ones that really stick in your mind for, for whatever reason? Yeah, it's, it's a great, it's a great uh, question, Paul. I mean, the reality is that every single guest on my podcast is fabulous. They are all brave, bold and brilliant, for sure. And um, so it's very hard to sort of pick out, you know, one or two. Um, but, you know, I've uh, th this um, I've got a, an episode coming out with the great Rory Underwood um, from the world of rugby. So for those uh, listeners they may or may not know that Rory Underwood was England's um, rugby union record try scorer. Um, but he was also an RAF flight lieutenant and has a great business called Wingman. So he's a fascinating character because he's performed at the top of his game in the world of rugby, in the air as a, a flight lieutenant for the RAF and in business. So, so yes, Rory Underwood definitely stands out, um, you know, as, as, a, as a personality in terms of what he's achieved. Um, but every single every single one is is fantastic. I, I my very first interview actually, um, which will be close to my heart because it was the first interview I did, uh, was with a lady called Chris Brown, OBE. And Chris Brown was the chief operating officer for EasyJet. She was the managing director of Thomson and Tui Airlines. So to be um, a woman leading an airline. Um, is quite, um, there's not many of them, let's put it that way. So Chris is a real force, force for good and, and an amazing businesswoman. So yeah, that's a particular favourite of mine. And it was the first interview I did as well. But uh, honestly, I love them all, Paul. Mm. And I mean, certainly with the World Game Changes podcast listeners, you know, there's, a, there's a thread, um, a Thursday thread called Unsung Heroes. And you know, I learned something years ago when I was involved in football. Uh, there was a guy uh, called Dave McBay that played for Unfashionable at the time, Notts County. And Dave was a very, very clever guy, very clever guy. And he turned, you know, he turned in after his uh, football career, he turned to journalism, became a journalist. And he wrote a play, a very celebrated play, wrote a book called Diaries of a Football Nobody. And essentially what that was, he, what he tried to uh, say was, you know, this is going back to the early 80s at the time when George Best had sort of just come towards the end of his career. Um, and he said, look, you know, if I was George Best or one, you know, Pele or a well-known world star, everybody would be clinging to my word, my every word. And this, bear in mind, listeners, this is pre-social media days, well, very, very pre-social media days, a long time ago. But he was right what he was saying. I mean, you look at the common sort of thread now of social media and these so-called celebrity followings. But I mentioned all this, Jeanette, in the context of, isn't it true that unsung heroes that might not be rich, famous, have a profile, but boy, do they still make an impact? But arguably, nobody really knows about them. Yeah, I think you're right. And, and, and that's that's really the whole essence here in that, you know, I, th I firmly believe we're all put on this planet to to, um, you know, do good things and to achieve our potential and, 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 you know, make an impact. And, you know, what does success mean for different mm. people is different things. You know, uh, success isn't always about financial gain. It's not always 
you know, about, um, you know, doing charitable causes, you know, it can be anything. Success means anything to, to everyone. But the point is that we are all uniquely different and special in our own ways. And, you know, to absolutely unlock that potential and those dreams in people is, is quite a special thing to be part of, really. So you're right, the unsung heroes are often the ones that make the biggest impact in this world. It's not always the stars. Mm. So from your own point of view, you're saying a more personal, uh, from a more personal perspective, you know, what's, what's your vision? What's your legacy? You know, in hopefully many, many, many decades to come, when you take that final, that final breath and you leave that sort of physical thing called a body and you look back on it all, you know, what would you like to look back and think, yeah, I did that or I did, you know, I achieved X, Y or Z. What would that X, Y or Z be? What would be the legacy? Well, for me, Paula, I, and this is something I've spent a lot of time thinking about. And I think when you get a little bit older in the, t- <laughs> a little bit older and a bit longer in the tooth, you probably uh, contemplate these things more. But for me, it's all about I want to have helped as many people as possible achieve their full potential. So whether that's in business, whether it's in their careers, their personal life, you know. So the podcast is just one aspect of that. You know, I also do a lot of mentoring. Um, I do a lot of pro bono work to help people on a one-to-one basis. You know, I really want to see a world where people can unlock that potential. I'm passionate about diversity and inclusion as well. Um, So, you know, my longer term goal is to be able to connect. This is from a gender point of view, but to be able to connect successful business women in the developed world with entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs in the developing world so that they are able to really, you know, I suppose, unlock the potential in themselves, but to do good on the ground, whether that's providing clean water to a village or whatever it may be. So I think there's a lot of power in connecting people um, those that are maybe in more fortunate positions with those that are less fortunate. But it's all about helping people achieve their potential. And if I can encourage support guide then that is something that i think is really worthwhile mm. on um on a previous conversation Jeanette. in fact on your um when i was a guest i was honored to be a guest i truly was listeners and i know sometimes that can be cliched but believe me it, it was a fascinating dance and you know the vibrancy the sharing the learning of it and part of that conversation um was around this me being allowed to share my three very powerful values were powerful to me, learning, loving and legacy. Jeanette, what would you say in your sort of 28 years on this planet? um, And I was never very good at maths, by the way. um, (laughs) What would you say has been your most poignant lesson learned? It's really difficult, isn't it? This because there's so there's so much that you learn along the way. I mean, I Mm. think for me, it's it's around I think treating people as you would like to be treated yourself Um, and when you give and think about the other person first not in the not in a a, a construed way of sort of giving to receive but I think you'll find that the law of reciprocity does come back to you tenfold in in mysterious ways so Mm -hmm. I think treating people as you would like to be treated um, but also giving um, and thinking about the other person first uh, is a lesson that, that sort of stayed with me really 
and and I guess also you know be be true to yourself believe in yourself um because when you believe in yourself you can really achieve amazing things and if you're in good shape well then you're in the best possible position to help others as well so it's not mm. a self thing to also you know be aware of your own your own self-care and and being in a good place yourself psychologically and and physically as well Mm. so learning moving on to the second one loving what what's your views i mean what a broad broad question this is listeners to jeanette but jeanette what is your what's your thoughts what's your reaction what's your your answer to a question like um is love the most important thing in the world? I mean, it's a broad question, I know. Well, I think it's hard to hard to argue with that, really. I mean, love is everything, isn't it? Love mm. yourself, love the people around you, love what you do, have a passion for what you spend your time with. Um, for me, I think sometimes, you know, we, we, we're in so much of a rush in this world that we don't always appreciate the small things as well. Um, for me, I've, I've always loved what I've done yeah okay you have good days and bad days but generally speaking I've always loved what I've done and I you know I love my family I love my friends I love my my lovely partner Chris as well deeply so for me a life without love just I can't comprehend it really Paul you know I I grew up with a a very loving family you know and childhood so I was very lucky Um, but I do think that love is the thread that can break through anything Mm. And we hear a lot, don't we, around this love versus fear. It's a simple choice. Is it a simple choice, Jeanette, between love and fear in terms of how we, you know, how we progress through our life? I don't think it's a choice, actually, Paul. I don't see it as a choice. I think you can, you can, you know, love someone but still be fearful of maybe hurting their feelings, for example. You know, I think you can love what you do for your job or your business, but but still be fearful of maybe um, not everything going well or fearful of what's happening with your competitors in the market. So I don't think it's a binary either or. I think I think it's unrealistic to think that it's, it's a choice. Um, for me, love is there and that will give you the strength to overcome the fear. Um, when when that that reaction does kind of appear um, so yeah that's how I would see it Paul mm. I mean I know there's a there is a very strong and consistent train of thought that says actually it is a choice um, you know we can choose we, we can choose how we you know our thoughts around things I mean certainly you know the uh, going down the thread of Louise A and Wayne Dyer around you know your thoughts influence your life um, and, you know, your thoughts control your feelings rather than the other way around. You know, I feel a particular way today, happy, sad, angry, whatever it may be. Um, and allowing the, as I call it, the tail to wag the dog. But unless you've got that awareness of the, you know, and, it, and it's a thought process. And I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. But, I, you know, I like to kind of flirt with these things to see how other people see it and, as you said, you know, at the top of this conversation with all these things, there is no right, there is no wrong. You know, perception is all there is to quote Tom Peters. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And it means different things for different people, doesn't it? Mm. You know? and, and I think, uh, I, I guess what I'm, what I'm saying is that, you know, you can still love something, but have 
insecurities and fears and worries at the same time. You don't, you're not just in a position of love or just in a position of, of fear, but I think self-awareness and consciously being aware of your environment and the choices that you have will therefore translate into action and your action will then lead, you know, to certain outcomes, obviously. So, you know, someone that, I don't know, has a 10 pound, a 10 pound note or something, you know, you could, you can do a lot of good with that, you know, you could put it in a charity box and, and, you know, or do whatever, do good with that 10 pound or someone else that has 10 pound, they might go and spend that on drugs and, you know, something more negative. It's the same 10 pound note, but the choice that someone has made how to use that um, is very different. Mm, yeah. Ever ask yourself, Jeanette, those two important, or two important, all important questions? Because I always ask people this, irrespective of, you know, the dynamic of the conversation. And those two questions, who am I and why am I here? Have you ever, <laughs> you ever kind of uh, had, uh, had time with yourself, trapped in that head, trapped is not the right word, but been in that headspace? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I think the the who am I question um, is, well, they're both very interesting questions, actually. I mean, the who am I is the reality is you're multiple things, aren't you? You know, what am I? I'm a daughter. I'm a partner. I'm a businesswoman. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a friend. You know, I'm lots of I'm lots of things. I'm a northerner, as you can tell from my dulcet tones. I'm a kind giving person, you know, so I'm lots of things. Um you know, and I think, but why am I here is is possibly more challenging for people um, sometimes because that's the, you know, the that's almost the bigger question to a certain degree. And for me, it comes back to that purpose. You know, what legacy do you want to leave on this earth? Um, you know, and, and I'm very big on my family. You know, I want to leave a, le- a broader legacy, as we spoke about earlier, around helping as many people fulfill their potential as possible in the world. And, you know, doing my, my bit to bring together Western world with more developing world in order to do good. But from a, a, a family point of view, you know, my legacy is, is to leave my nieces and nephews um, you know, with the fruits of my labor, if you like, in terms of the property business that we're building, assets and wealth that's going to be able to be inherited by my nieces and nephews and ultimately make their lives better. So that's another type of legacy. But yeah, I think I think people struggle with that question sometimes, Paul. And it's something that I work very closely with people on a one to one basis to help them get that clarity. Mm. I mean, yeah, again, the who am I? There's so many different perspectives on that from that uh, kind of here and now I deal with the, you know, it brings in that other scenario, doesn't it? Of believe to see or see to believe that whole kind of almost faith stroke, spiritual driven, you know, there's more out there. And then, you know, well, somebody will say, well, prove it then. How do you know? I just know. Yeah, but prove it. Where's the tangible kind of black and white? Where's, you know, what what can you touch or proven to show me that there is and and you know and I know we're kind of going a little bit left field here with that whole kind of faith um, and I don't necessarily mean in any religious context at all but that you know there is something bigger that drives us that calls us and we can't put our finger on it can we from a intellectual or a rational perspective 
but it really does drive us. And I certainly take ownership of that scenario in, in you know, personally. Does that resonate at all, do you know? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think it's, it's different things to different people, isn't it? Um, you know, and, and it does, you know, you might be religious and that's great. You might have faith in, in that and might believe that there's, you know, life after death or, or, or anything else, um, you know, beyond this sort of mortal coil, if you like. Um, but equally, you, you know, if you believe that there isn't anything after and you're here on this on this earth for a, a limited period of time and therefore it's around the impacts and the legacy that you leave neither is right or wrong because ultimately none of us will know <laughs> will we until after the event so you know i i'm not a particularly religious person but i am very much a i'm very spiritual person in that i believe i've been given one life so make it count and do the do make the biggest impact you can to to make this world a, a better place um, and i think i have a responsibility to do that for myself my family and and the people around me that i can help and support um, so, so yeah, I think it's different things for different people, Paul. Um, and there is no right or wrong, is there, in, in any of that? Absolutely not. We're back to Tom Peters again. Perception is all there is. And, you know, I think that thread, you know, gives a, an opportunity to, to quote something. And I, and I love to take this opportunity from, from the Dalai Lama when he said, I believe the only love, the, sorry, the only true religion consists of having a good heart. So, you know, irrespective of what label you may wear, um, it's the good heart that really matters through it all, isn't it? 100%. 100% agree. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, values, Jeanette. Oh, values. This is an interesting one for me, because when you look at, on the surface of it, the word value, you know, it's something we value, <laughs> hence, the, hence the label value. But, you know, when you ask people, OK, so what's your key values? Um, what, what's your key values, you know, before we dig down on this? Yeah, I think, you know, values um, is uh, really the, I think, run through the way you do everything in your life and the way you respond to things. And a lot of a lot of my values came certainly, I think, from my parents, from my, you know, my childhood. Um, you know, I, I grew up in, in Manchester and had a very loving family. And, you know, we were very a normal family, working class family, you know. So, you know, my parents worked incredibly hard um, and we had a lovely, a lovely childhood. You know, we weren't affluent. We were working class. My dad was a plumber. My mum was a secretary, you know, and a very normal um, kind of childhood, I guess. But we didn't have a lot of material things. Um, so, so sort of hard work, um, integrity, honesty, all of those values, which, you know, were very much embedded in into, you know, myself and my two sisters um, stick with me from, you know, to this day. Absolutely. You know, I, I'm a very straight person, Paul. You know, what you see is what you get with me. Mm, mm. And I don't, I, I don't enjoy being around people that try to be something that they're not. I d that doesn't mean to say you don't aspire to be the best version of yourself and to be successful, whatever that means for you. But, you know, I, I really like very honest straightness, um, caring for other people, being loving, putting others first, uh, for me, are, are kind of core values, really, and, and that honesty and work ethic. And, and, and really that you, you need to, I guess, 
you know, make your own way in life as well. I mean, you can you can spend time with people that will lift you up and support you. And I, I massively believe in that. But I also think that you you have to put the effort in. You know, I was taught very early on in life, you don't get anything for nothing, you know, and you have to grab opportunity. You have to make those opportunities. So, yeah, so those are some of my core values. And, and you know, family, incredibly important to me. I'm very close to my family. And, uh, yeah, I just think really treating people with respect, honesty, integrity, working hard, playing hard as well, having some fun, you know, a bit of playfulness along the way, I think goes, goes a long, a long way to making the journey, you know, enjoyable as well. Yeah, absolutely. So here's a question then, Jeanette. Do you think generally that people compromise their values to meet their needs? I think they can do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think probably we all do at certain times, if we're really honest mm. with that, you know, I mean, I look back to my um, my career in the corporate world when I was running very large businesses. Um, I, I, I like to think the majority of the time I was absolutely true to my values. Um, mm. But but in a in a in a world of, of business like that, you know, there sometimes there are expectations on you, um, which might mean you need to slightly tone things down to fit in. You know, um, and, and I'm not I'm not saying I, I threw out my values, but I think there were certainly times in my career where I sort of thought I needed to behave in a certain way to progress. You know, and as a woman in business, it's, it, this is an area which I, you know, I'm very passionate about. So very often, you know, back in the 90s or the 2000s, you know, there weren't that many senior women doing the roles that I was doing, you know, and, and it could be quite typical for a woman to feel she has, she wanted to progress in the corporate world to have to behave more like a man, for example, mm. you know, and, and I would say I, I was at certain, you know, flashes of my career, probably guilty of that. Um, I think as I, as you get older, you realize you don't have to do that. Thankfully, the world has moved on and we are a more inclusive, um, you know, business environment. Still some way to go, of course. But, you know, I think those moments of pressure uh, can sometimes make you behave in a way that possibly is a little bit incongruent with your values. Mm. The reason I ask that question, I mean, it's something that raises its head regularly, you know, within my own coaching and mentoring business Jeanette, around, uh, you know, there is a specific part that we really do deep dive uh, on values. And it's interesting to see how people initially really own those values, you know, which is great until you test them. Mm. So, what, so what do I mean by that? And I, and I love the answer that you gave because, the you know, the risk of sounding at least slightly judgmental, there, you know, there is yet again a kind of semi-consistency where people are so adamant that they would never, ever, under any circumstances, compromise their values. So I always set this little moral dilemma for them. You know, I play with it. It's not, you know, nothing heavy. And I put to them, okay, so you remember that film, Indecent Proposal? Would you sleep with somebody for a million dollars? No, definitely not. I wouldn't. Okay. What about if a family member or your child needed a life-saving operation and it was going to cost a million dollars? And that need then trumps the value, doesn't it? Or not as the case may be, but it's kind of just playing with a little bit of a moral dilemma because, 
you know, that values are so, so, so important to us, aren't they? But I just kind of question in the bigger picture, are they everything? Uh, I think they're immensely strong guides, but I think like everything else in life, um, you know, we need, we, we need to be like chameleons, do we not? You know, we're changing colour to adapt to the circumstances all the time. Yeah, I'd agree. And, and I think, you know, there are, you dial up and dial down, don't you? Mm. Depending on the environment and situations you're facing and, and, and what have you. You know, I see some people that maybe are, are very motivated financially, for example, and, you know, they would sell their grandmother to, to succeed and, mm. and you know, earn a book. I've seen that a lot, that ruthlessness. Mm. Now, I'm sure, that is necessarily, you know, underneath their true values. But at that point of time, maybe it's around proving self-worth or whatever, you know, getting the affirmation through financial success that makes them behave in a certain way. Now, I'm not judging anyone because I think, we've, it, as I say, we're all, we're all human beings. We're all fatally flawed, right, um, or mm. beautiful lord whichever way you want to look at it and i think that that is the honest view that none of us can be perfect human beings all of the time that's just not realistic um and i think if we can embrace our shadow side if you like then you can also really flourish with your light side there's a yin to every yang uh in my in my eye um you know you can't have you know the the success of business and financial rewards and all of that, for example, without probably some of the, you know, the sacrifices you end up making in your personal life, for example. You know, you can't have the adoration on social media that some people might be looking for without attracting some trolls and haters as well. You know, so there's always there's always um, light and shade, I think. Um, and that that's where, you know, balance comes to a certain degree, right? Mm. And that's, you know, akin for me. So going on a journey, it's totally unreasonable to expect that you, everywhere you go, you the, the car will always be in fifth gear, driving forward and smoothly. Sometimes in life, listeners, isn't it true that we have to put the car in reverse every now and again? Just every now and again. As long as we don't spend our lives driving backwards or looking in the rearview mirror all the time. Because just imagine if you spent your whole life looking in the rearview mirror, what would happen? you'd crash. Maybe there's a metaphor there for us in life as human beings. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that can often be uh, the curse of why some people, um, maybe they, they accept mediocrity, you know, and they, they don't actually, you know, really go for the stars because they're looking backwards too much and think that what happened in the past is going to repeat itself in the future. And your past does not dictate your future, um, you know, and, and but sometimes for some people that can really hold them back, I think. Um, absolutely. Rearview mirror syndrome. Sure. Yeah. Mm. So as we're coming towards the end of the, uh, the dance, the conversation, listeners, as you know, I always ask my guests uh, a special question right at the end. And Jeanette is, uh, is it no different? I mean, she's very different, but she's no different in the, in the context of the podcast. So I just want to park that um, that question for a moment, Jeanette, while the mm -hmm. drum rolls start warming up in the background and invite you to share your contact details so listeners can find out more about you, get in touch with you if they want to. Yeah, absolutely. No, thanks very much, Paul. So I'm all over social media, so you will find me Jeanette Linfot. I'm on LinkedIn, 
Facebook, Instagram, Clubhouse now, which is the new social media platform that's going crazy. I have a website as well, uh, which is uh, com. So, yeah, you can find me anywhere. And I'd really um, be happy to engage in a conversation with all of you. Superb. So the big question, then, the big question, you know, how can we all be brave, bold and brilliant? Just that, just give us that little nugget to start us on the way. For me, it comes down to one word, belief. And I think if you have self-belief, you can absolutely be brave, bold and brilliant. It starts with the internal you and then the rest all of a sudden becomes possible. Do you know, do you know what I love about that kind of that bringing everything to a close? The way that guests 99 times out of 100 nail it so quickly and so succinctly rather than chapter and verse, war and peace. And it's usually within 30 seconds. Bang. There you go. What a way to finish. You know, thank you so much. You're very welcome, Paul. I've really enjoyed the conversation. Thanks for having me on. So, listeners, all that remains now is for me to sign off by saying, remember, the world's changing and ask you, how will you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world is changing. How will you respond? <laughs>